Hello, I'm Charles Morris, and I hope you had a Merry Christmas yesterday. Just before we start our Best of 2023 series, I want to let you know that this week is a critical week for our ministry. I'm sure you know that inflation is high and giving has been slow, but I'm asking you to pray about how you could be used by the Lord to help this ministry share the great story next year, 2024. I'll be sharing our contact information in just a moment, but now, let the program begin. Anti-Semitism has been around for a long time. Sadly, Jewish people are harassed and vilified throughout the world, and the war between Israel and Hamas has only intensified hatred for them. But even before this war, there was a tragic plan being hatched in Ohio. September, a 13-year-old boy was planning his own attack on an Ohio synagogue. Thankfully, it was thwarted, but the age of the perpetrator was shocking. Officials state that the plans to attack the Temple Israel synagogue were shared online. What a reminder that parents and guardians need to be aware of what their young ones are doing on the web. We need to be involved in our kids' lives, even the social media platforms they're part of. Even more, We need to remind our youth that all people are made in the image of God, Jew and Gentile alike. And Jesus came to restore this image for all who trust in him. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Tuesday, the day after Christmas, we're launching a best of 2023 series called Return to the Hiding Place. Earlier this year, we ran a series about the late Cory ten Boom and how her family helped rescue Jews from the Nazis in Holland during World War II. Little did we know how timely this message would be later in 2023. We are indeed living in dark times, and we need to hear stories of hope. So all week we want to remember Cory's life and message. You might recall her book or the movie called The Hiding Place. Well, in a few moments... We're going to learn more about Corey from her former assistant, Pamela Roswell Moore. And later, we'll hear a recording from Corey herself. I'd always known about Jesus. And now in solitary confinement, I had started to really know that his light is stronger than the deepest darkness. More from Corey Ten Boom and her assistant in a few minutes. And then after the program, I want to send you a DVD with two movies based on Corey's life called The Hiding Place and also Return to the Hiding Place for your year-end gift to this listener-supported ministry. And let me be straightforward. Giving has been really slow the last several months. We could really use your help to meet our year-end goal, but we have a $100,000 matching gift in place that could double your gift if you give by December 31st. So call us after the program. Pray about how generous you can be. And as our thanks to you, we'd like to send you the double feature DVD of The Hiding Place and Return to the Hiding Place. Our phone number is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can visit haventoday.org and watch clips from the movies and clips from Corey Ten Boom. And then make your tax-deductible gift That website, one more time, is haventoday.org. Now, I want you to hear one of the best programs we aired this year. 
as Andrew Peterson reminds us that the Lord is always good. Do you remember how Mary was grieving? How you wept and she fell at your feet? If it's true that you know what I'm feeling, could it be that you're weeping with me? Arise, O oh Lord, and save me. There's no song is always good. Andrew Peterson joining us here on the program. Haven Today, Return to the Hiding Place, powerful lyrics from his resurrection letters in the prologue opening this Haven Today. Now, I know perhaps you have read or seen or heard Corey Ten Boom's story through the best-selling book and the movie called The Hiding Place, but I also realize there are many who have not heard about this woman's extraordinary testimony. A few years ago, we spent some time with a woman who spent a lot of time with Corey as her assistant, Pamela Rosewell Moore. And I'd like you to hear that conversation again. 
Pam, living now outside Dallas, Texas. I want to welcome you to Haven Today. Thank you very much, Charles. I'm glad to be with you today. Pam, you spent a lot of time with Corey during her last years here on Earth. Some of our listeners might not even know her amazing story. Can you take us back to the beginning? Who was Corey Ten Boom? Who was her family? Why did they risk their lives to rescue Jews from the Nazis? Corey was Dutch and born in 1892. She was the youngest of four children, one brother and two sisters, Betsy Willem, and then Nolly, and then Corrie, whose full name would be Cornelia Tenboom. Tenboom's family was a very close one, and the Bible, the Word of God, was central to the life of the family. Really, they just talked about the Lord Jesus. They obviously knew him. So Betsy and Corrie still lived in what they called the Baye, and the Baye was to become a refuge for many Jewish people, who were being sought after by the Nazis. Mainly, they helped people to safety through contacts where they could get to farmland in the north of the country. In 1942, the persecution of the Jewish people, which hadn't been too bad at first, it began, and the Tembohms family, father, Corrie and Betsy, had a hiding place built in the very top of their very small house. The first floor was a watch shop because that was Father Timbom's profession. And then the second place had a large room, large room with a couple of bedrooms, very small ones. And right at the top of the house was Corrie's bedroom. And that was where the hiding place was so that if Jewish people had to hide, it would be the farthest away from the door as possible, the, you know, the front door. And Pam, once the Nazis invaded, they began to gather the Jews and ship them to concentration camps. And that created a huge dilemma for many of the Dutch who were Christians. Should they help the Jews or should they not? Well, let's listen to a clip from the movie The Hiding Place. I I, I have my own family to think of. We could lose everything for that child. Where would my church be without a shepherd? No, Betsy. The pastor has decided. It is the law, and Christians must obey the law. Think what you are risking for the sake of one Jewish baby. And will you report us, pastor, if the baby must stay alive with us? Corey, we are meant to obey the law of this state if it does not go against a higher law of God. And we will keep the child. It is on your heads. A little bit from the movie The Hiding Place, a film based on Corrie ten Boom and her family's life during World War II. And you're listening to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. We're talking to the assistant of the late Corrie ten Boom, Pam Roswell Moore. And Pam, obviously the Christian pastor in this clip was concerned about his life and his family's life if they helped the Jews. The Nazis created a lot of fear, which caused many people not to help. Could you just think back with me now and tell me what was different about the Ten Boom family? Why did they help the Jews, knowing that the risk was so great? The family had always been interested in in the Jewish people. Willem Ten Boom, who was a minister, he was the only 
a professionally educated member of the family. He was the only boy. And he had particular interest in the Jewish people. And he had been saying since quite early in the 1930s that the Jews were going to be persecuted. Mm. And then they saw that build-up happen. They'd always prayed for the Jewish people. They'd always prayed for the peace of Jerusalem. They often used the word shalom. Um, Mm. They were thoroughly Dutch, but there was this part of their life, an important part of their being, which loved the Jewish people. Mm. So when the war came, Corrie wanted to do whatever could be done. She was always the ringleader in the family. I'm sure (laughs) Betsy was, it wasn't hard to persuade Betsy that it was the right thing. And Father Mm. Tenbaum agreed. So eventually this little hiding place was built. Pam, let's go on with the story here. The Tenbooms had hidden many Jewish people that were passing through kind of an underground railroad. What happened then? It was very unofficial. Mm. And it consisted really of, of many contacts, many other people. Corrie, Corrie, an outgoing leader, trusted leader for so many years, had many contacts. And she had what she called her boys. They were young men who um, would dress up as women if they could and go on their bikes. Uh, and they would be her message- messengers and go round and... It's so hard to believe in our day when we can get in touch with each other in seconds, really. But Mm, they they didn't. They had to go around on bikes and make sure they weren't caught. How long were they able to hide Jewish people in the house, in the hiding place? The hiding place was built in 1942, Mm. but it wasn't until later in the war, I think the end of 1943, that they started using it, that they they had more and more Jewish people coming to the front door. So they took in as many as they could. It was, as I say, a very small house. But they had such fun. Apart from the tragedy of, of it all, there's a Dutch word, word it's gezellig, and it's not translatable. Mm. It means cosy, but in English... To have the word zealot, you'd have to say, you, you could be cosy. You, know, you and I, we could be cosy at Christmas if mm-hmm. we were sitting by a fire mm-hmm. and with music in the background. But in, in that word zealot, used all through the, the whole of the Netherlands in, all, in many generations, as I know, it has to involve people. So what, what happened was gezelligheid, this, this coziness. They would have their Jewish visitors at the table. Betsy would, would serve soup and made with whatever she could find in the stores. And they were, apparently she was very good at soup. People loved Betsy's soup. And the the Jewish people who had to hide, of course, it must have been so difficult to be inside a very small house for so long. But the Tenbaum family had a certain uh, culture. Um, They loved music and the Jewish people, of course, a lot of them were very good at music, and they played and they sang. And I remember that the story that one um, neighbour said, Corrie, tell your Jews to be quiet. The whole street can hear me sing. Oh, 
Bukas. Oh. Betsy, are you crazy? The whole street can hear your Jews singing. Thank you. And that, of course, is the moment you were talking about, Pam, from the film The Hiding Place. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Haven Today, and this is a program about the life of Corey Ten Boom. We're talking with Pam Rosewell Moore, who was Corey's assistant for many years. So, Pam, the Ten Boom family helped rescue many Jews over the course of just a couple of years, but the Nazis eventually learned about what they were doing. Can you tell us about that? Towards the end of the war, there was an, a knock on the door, and Corey was ill in bed. She had a bad bronchial infection. It was the flu and a kind of pleurisy. And somebody was at the door saying, Miss Tenbaum, I need your help. If you could give me 400 guilders, I will be able to get my wife free from, from the Germans. They, they suspect my wife. Please mm. give me 400 guilders. So this man was a traitor. He took the money and mm. he went straight, straight to the German authorities with it. In a sense, their ministry ended on that day as far as being able to help and save any more people. They had a, a buzzer which allowed them to, if they thought there was any danger, they could press the buzzer, buzzer and the Jewish people would go quickly up into the hiding place at the top of the house. And they would put away the crockery very quickly, the cups and saucers, the soup plates. And it usually took, of course, a, a couple of minutes. But it was um, the Germans themselves and they, the Nazis. And they said, um, let us in. We know you're hiding Jews here. Mm. Well, the hiding place was made so carefully. It wasn't a false wall. It was proper brick. Built in Corrie's bedroom, a very... Parallel, of course, to the outside wall with one small grating for air. Mm. And they could get in through the door, which was a, a linen closet. There was a, a way to move a panel right at the bottom and go inside and then put the panel down again, rearrange the items that had been on the lower panel, in front of the lower panel. So this they did, and you know, they knocked all over the house. They could not find it. They did not find that hiding place. Wow. But Corrie and Betsy and father were taken away. The story is that they loved the Jewish people and the family was arrested. Um, Corrie and Betsy learnt of their father's death in that prison on the West Coast after 10 days of imprisonment. Mm. And then Corrie and Betsy were transferred to a Dutch concentration camp in the south of the, of the Netherlands. And then they put Corrie and their other prisoners in a, on a dreadful journey in cattle trucks, which went deep into Germany. They couldn't see much, but they knew that was the way it was going. Mm. And they eventually arrived at a, wom a women's prison called Ravensbrück, deep in yes. Germany. Yes. Corrie called it the deepest hell that man can create. Mm. Pam, thank you so much for sharing with us this profound story. And we'll hear a little bit more from you on tomorrow's program and how God came to the aid of Corey and Betsy Ten Boom in the concentration camps. But as we close, I want our listeners to hear Corey describe, with her Dutch accent, what those first days in the camp were like for her. She was in solitary confinement due to an illness, and she felt utterly alone. Perhaps for the first time in my life, I was really alone. 
And I knew my life was completely in the hands of the enemy. They could kill me or torture me. Or just forget me altogether. There was no one to know. At night, the sounds of distant bombs penetrated the thick walls. And the muffled cries of people being tortured by the Gestapo. That was a little bit of hell. I tried singing, but the guards pounded on the door for silence. They threatened to take me to the dark cell. In the dark cell you had to stand in water. Time became a very thick thing to have to wade through. There was a possibility each moment of the day and night that they would come for me whenever I heard footsteps outside my cell. I would ask myself, do they come to torture me, to kill me? Once I stood with my back against the wall of my cell, with my hands spread out as if I would push it away, and I was dead scared. And then I said, Lord, I am not strong enough to stand all this. My faith is not strong enough. Then I saw an end. I had seen for days roaming over the floor. I just mopped um, the floor with a wet rag. The moment the end felt the water on the stones, he ran to a little hole in the wall. He did not stop to look at the wet rag or his weak feet. He went straight to his hiding place. Cory, don't look at your faith. It is weak like the tiny feet of that end. Don't think of the possibilities of those cruel people. I am your hiding place. And you can come to me like that end disappeared into the hole in the wall. And for the first time there came a real peace in my heart. I was 53 years old then. I'd always known about Jesus. And now in solitary confinement I had started to really know that his light is stronger than the deepest darkness. You are my hiding place You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance Whenever I am afraid I will trust in you I will trust in you The weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. This is Haven Today in a Best of 2023 series that was Selah with You Are My Hiding Place, a fitting song as we just heard Corey Ten Boom sharing what it was like in that concentration camp and how God became her hiding place. And a special thanks to Pam Roswell Moore. She'll be back with us again tomorrow as we continue with this amazing and true story. Corey once said, There is no pit so deep 
that God's love is not deeper still. She knew this from experience, and I want you to personally experience her life-changing story now more than ever that shows how God's amazing power and grace can work through people like you and me in the worst of times. Every Christian I believe today needs to hear this story, how Corey's family courageously saved hundreds of Jewish lives in World War II during the Nazi occupation, and then how Corey learned to lean on Jesus while in a concentration camp herself. And for your generous year-end gift to Haven Today, we have a double feature I think you're going to really be blessed by. Two movies, the original Hiding Place and the sequel called Return to the Hiding Place, both about the Ten Booms and how they rescued Jews out of Holland under Nazi occupation. Both powerful movies showing God's power and grace that you need to see today in light of all that's going on in this world. So why don't you get in touch with us right now? We need your help to beat our year-end goal by December 31st. And remember, we have that $100,000 match in place that could double what you give by December 31st. And everything you give is tax-deductible. Even more, it has kingdom value. We're answering our phones 24-7 at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us online. Watch excerpts from the movies. Hear Corey herself on some videos and blogs that we have. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow for another Best Of program as together at the end of the year, we share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Does your glass seem half full or half empty as you face the new year to come? If you belong to Jesus, I hope your answer is neither. No matter what the year brings to you, one thing's certain, your life is hidden in Christ. It's covered by His grace. It's filled to the brim with His sufficiency. So let these words from Psalm 73 be your prayer as you enter this new year. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Hey, got a smartphone on you? All you need is 60 seconds to get the print edition of Anchor Devotional on its way. Visit GetAnchor.com.